Hello everyone, and welcome to another Chatterbug stream. My name is Max Roberts, let's learn some English. Hello, welcome all of you. Today we're talking about loan words. So what is a loan word? Well, a loan word is a word that is lifted from another language and used in English. And we usually use them if there is no word in English that has this meaning. So let me show you an example. We have this word here, faux pas, faux pas. Now this is a word directly lifted out of another language, um, but English people use it in day-to-day -day life. And with a loan word, there are usually only small or minimal changes to the spelling and the pronunciation. So, a faux pas. Now, a faux pas is if you do something wrong in a social situation and it's sort of seen as not socially acceptable. So, for example, you're at a party um, and you tell the host of the party that their dress is ugly. You could call this a faux pas because it's not something that you should do. A faux pas. Now, I want to know what language do you think faux pas comes from? Um, it's used in English, but what language does faux pas come from? Um, hello in the chat. Hello, uh, Isigul. Good to see you. A very dear supporter. I love to see supporters in the chat. Um, and to the rest of you, hello and welcome to the stream. So, what language is a faux pas? from. Um, very good, most of you got this right. Uh, you said French, that is correct. So faux pas in French, um, I believe it means something like do not uh, or something not to do. Um, and in uh, English we use it to mean something sort of socially unacceptable. If you do something in a social setting that's socially unacceptable. I'll go through all of these at the end. Ah, latex, yeah, I love your pronunciation. So that's how an English person would say it. We say faux pas. But of course, if I wanted to sound more French, I would say faux pas. <laughs> but yes, faux pas. Um, ah, uh, E. Florentino says uh, from Brazil, we might have a Portuguese word coming up later. Let's see. So my next word is zeitgeist. Uh, and again, we pronounce it more English than the language it's from, uh, zeitgeist. Now, if we say something is uh, the zeitgeist, we're talking about the spirit of the time. Um, so zeitgeist, we're saying like the feeling or something very, very specific to a certain time. So if we're talking about like the zeitgeist of the 1920s, we're talking about the fact that the 1920s was, you know, a bit more wild, a bit party, and then, you know, new technology. The zeitgeist, we're talking about the spirit of a specific time. And I want to know, what language is this from? What language is this from? Uh, is it from German, Dutch, Swedish, or Danish? Zeitgeist. Um, and I can tell you it means, literally, time and spirit, or ghost. Uh, so what language is this from? And... How do we use it in English? Um, well, very, very good if you said it is from German. German, so it would actually be pronounced in German, Zeitgeist. 
But in English, we make it sound nice in English. So we go, zeitgeist. <laughs> the zeitgeist. Uh, let me look at an exact definition to help you. Um, so the exact definition in English is... It means the force or dominating characteristics of a given time period in world history. So the zeitgeist of a certain time we're talking about, the zeitgeist of the 1950s, we're talking about what the, the spirit of the 1920s was like, what the feeling, what the views were, what the ideas were. Um, next up we have a prima donna. Um, so I can describe someone as a prima donna, and if I say someone is a prima donna, they sort of, they're dramatic, they're emotional, and they think they're the most important person in the room. So if I go, oh, stop being such a prima donna, stop being such a prima donna, that means someone who is sort of being over the top and dramatic. Um, and we use it, we can use it for both men and women, even though it means first lady in the language that it's from. Um, but we use it just to say, you know, oh, you're being such a prima donna. I mean, stop being dramatic, stop being so emotional, stop thinking that you're the most important person in the room. So what is, what language in, uh, is this from? Uh, what language is prima donna from? Is it from French, Spanish, Italian, or Romanian? Ruba asked a really good question. Could we use these words in I-E-L-T-S? In other words, are those words formal? Um, absolutely, these are accepted in the English language. So if you open a dictionary, you will find these in the English language. Things like prima donna, zeitgeist, and faux pas are commonly used in the English language. Um, so they are absolutely accepted. Um, so feel free to use these in a test. Uh, and actually, something like faux pas sounds very like advanced English or zeitgeist. If you say those words, you go, wow, like you're really really uh really good at the uh, at the language um very good if you said prima donna is from italian prima donna is of course from italian so if i say stop being such a prima donna that means stop being so dramatic stop thinking you're so important um absolutely correct well done if you said italian next up we have emoji emoji. Now we love emojis at Chatterbug because they're really good for explaining language uh, and helping us teach language emojis. But the word emoji comes from another language and I want to know if you know what that language is. So emojis, things like smileys, things like um, you know the sad face or like you know little images that you use in text messages. What language is this from? Um, L e Florentino is asking, prima donna, does it come from opera? I think it does. I think prima donna comes from opera. I'm pretty sure, because you'd have the sort of the prima donna, the, the first lady in the opera is the most important, and the star, and she's all dramatic. Um, so where does the word emoji come from? Um, and I think this one is quite straightforward because this country is really good at this kind of thing. Um, absolutely correct if you said Japanese. 
Japanese prima donna, uh, not prima donna, emoji comes from Japanese. Uh, and a lot of things with sort of G at the end, I think that sounds kind of Japanese anyway, but emoji, emoji from Japanese. And it's the little symbols that you use in text messages. Now here's a really interesting one, kitschy, kitschy. Um, and I'm not gonna ask you what language this is from because it's quite a, a, an unusual language. So it's a word in German as well, kitschig, um, but it's often seen as coming from Yiddish. Yiddish, which is an old European Jewish language. Uh, so the word kitschy, and it means sort of brashy and um, and not very good taste, uh, and maybe a bit sort of over the top, like sweet. Uh, so like lots of, you know, pink and big eyes and flowers and hearts and that would be a bit kitschy and that comes from the language Yiddish. So, well done. Uh, if you knew that, but I didn't think I would ask the question because I thought Yiddish is a little unusual to hear about, so I think that would have been a hard question. Uh, next up, the kowtow. Now, I'll use it in a sentence. I'll say you should stop kowtowing to your boss. Uh, you need your own independent thought. Stop kowtowing to your boss and doing everything that he says. You need to stand up for yourself. So kowtowing originally is a type of bowing. It is a type of bowing to someone, kowtow. But we use it to mean like if you if someone tells you what to do, you do anything that they say or you really, uh, really sort of suck up to them, as we say. So you, you you're see someone else as the boss and do whatever they want. And I want to know, what language does this come from? Tao Tao. Is it Mandarin Chinese, Japanese, or Vietnamese? What language is this from? Tao Tao. The Tao Tao to someone. Um, sometimes we'll use that with countries. Like if you look at politics programs, they'll say one country is kowtowing to another country. And that means that they're sort of doing anything that the other country says just to look good to that country. Um, and it comes from, very good if you said Mandarin Chinese, because kowtowing was the way that people would bow to Chinese emperors in ancient China. And so that has now come into the English language and we say kowtowing to someone. Don't kowtow to him. Ah, Nikki, thank you. Thank you for your support. I really appreciate it. Thank you very much, Nikki84. Uh, next up, we have the word balaclava. A bit of a scary thing, this, actually. Let me know if uh, people ever wear these in your country, um, a balaclava. So this is a way to keep your whole head warm, but often it's associated in England with um, people sort of committing crimes. They would wear a balaclava so you can't see. Um, and I want to know what language is a balaclava from? What language is balaclava from? Is it from Hungarian, Russian, Finnish, or Greek? I'm trying to think. There was one child at my school who used to wear balaclava when it got really cold. But in, in the UK, we don't really wear that, the balaclava. Not for, like, to keep warm. No, it's sort of, it doesn't get cold enough to wear that. I think in a really, really, really cold country, if you want to have the full wool thing. Um, so, what language is this from? Hungarian, Russian, Finnish, or Greek? Well done if you put Russian. Good work, team. Absolutely correct. 
it is absolutely a Russian word, balaclava. Uh, Latexier, do you have a synonym for balaclava? Not that I know of. For this item of clothing, I think I would only call it a balaclava. I can't think of a, like maybe a head warmer. I don't know. <laughs> a head warmer? Sure. Very good. Um, next up, everyone, is the word algebra. Algebra. Now, algebra is the type of maths where you um, you don't know all the numbers, and so you use letters to to replace certain numbers and work things out. So, x plus three equals five. Well, then we know that x is two because three plus two makes five. So, x plus two equals five. That's very basic algebra. I'm uh, I'm not good at maths. <laughs> Good at languages, not at maths. Um, and so I want to know, algebra, what language is this from? Is it from Portuguese, Swahili, Arabic, or Urdu? What language is this from? Portuguese, Swahili, Arabic, or Urdu? What language is algebra from? And I want to give you a tip. This part of the world, the part of the world where they speak this language, is very famous for its maths and the mathematics that it brought to the world. Thousands of years ago, they were already very advanced in mathematics, this part of the world. And so I would like to know, what do you think? Well done, everyone. If you said it was Arabic, of course, the Arab-speaking world was a big, big important contributor to the world of mathematics. And so Arabic is absolutely correct. Well done. Next up, we have plaza. A plaza. What is a plaza? Well, a plaza in a city is a nice, open, open area in a city. So, like, a square or a bit in the middle of a city where, you know, it's built, but, like, there's space for people to just hang out and chill out outside. So it's not a park because it's not green, but it's in a city like a square. Now, what language is this from? What language is plaza from? Is it from Spanish, Swedish, Russian, or Bulgarian? Um, what do we think? Uh, Latexier, Swahili, is a language spoken in Africa. Swahili is a language spoken in many different countries in Africa. Um, so what language is plaza from? Spanish, Swedish, Russian, or Bulgarian? You've done very well on this. Well done, everyone. Uh, Spanish is correct. So the word plaza comes from Spanish, but I think in Spanish it's more pronounced like plaza, or certainly in sort of Spain. Maybe in South America it's pronounced differently. You'll have to let me know. Um, but yes, well done. Spanish. Plaza is from Spanish. Um, excellent. Piranha. Piranha. So a piranha is a kind of dangerous flesh-eating fish. A piranha. And I want to know from you, what language does piranha come from? Uh, what language does piranha? So I'm going to give you a clue. Piranhas come from Southern America or South America. So that might help you a bit. What language is this from? Piranha. I think in this language it would be pronounced piranha. What language is 
Piranha from? Is it from Italian, Portuguese, or Romanian? Piranha. What do we think? <laughs> so E. Florentino knows this. That's a clue. E. Florentino is from Brazil. Uh, and what language do they speak in Brazil? Well, of course, in Brazil, they speak Portuguese. And so piranha is a word directly lifted from Portuguese. So <laughs> absolutely, piranha is from Portuguese. This is our last one. Our last word of the day, jungle. Jungle. So the jungle, what is the jungle? The jungle is the area of the planet with sort of tropical trees and, uh, and you know, lots of animals and lot trees green, um, you know, yeah, tropical forest, basically, is a jungle. Uh, jungle. Now, I want to know what language is this from? Jungle. Um, Thai, Hindi, Indonesian, or Swahili? What language is this from? Thai, Hindi, Indonesian, or Swahili. Um, so, all of these countries have jungles in them, or places where these languages are spoken, you can find the jungle. A jungle is a sort of tropical forest. What language is this from, though? And I want to give you a clue. England has a big connection with India. And so there are a few words from Indian, from Indian languages in English because of our historical links with India. And what is one of the biggest languages spoken in India? Hindi. Hindi. Uh, and April has said, April has said it's definitely not from Indonesia. So April, if you're from Indonesia, thank you. You got it right. It is not from Indonesia. The language that jungle is from is from Hindi, the word. So if you ever hear the word jungle in English, you know originally it comes from Hindi. And I think the word is something like jangal. So it sounds quite like jungle, quite similar. And um, that's it. That's that's it for today. That's all the streams. Ah, E. Florentino. Thank you. Piranha also is used to describe <laughs> a poor. <whore. laughs> okay, that's good. I'm glad I know that. Very good because I won't. I'll be careful when I'm in Brazil not to say, not to call someone a piranha. <laughs> okay, so let's go over these words again. We had faux pas from France, a faux pas. We had zeitgeist from Germany or zeitgeist. Uh, we had uh, prima donna from Italy, prima donna, a dramatic person. We had emoji from Japan. Emoji. Emoji, all the way from Japan. Uh, we had Hitchy from Yiddish. Hitchy from Yiddish or German. It's from both languages, really. Hitchy in German, you can say. Uh, we have Tao Tao from Mandarin Chinese. Tao Tao from Mandarin Chinese. We have Balaclava from Russian, balaclava from Russian. We have algebra from Arabic, algebra from Arabic. Uh, we have plaza from Spanish, plaza from Spanish. Uh, we have piranha from Portuguese, P 
Piranha from Portuguese. And we have Jungle from Hindi. Jungle from Hindi. So thank you everyone for watching. It's been a lot of fun this stream. I've really enjoyed it. Um, and hopefully some words from your own languages have come up because then you know, well, I already know that word. I don't have to learn another word when I speak English. So uh, yeah, absolutely. A little shortcut for speaking English for you. Thank you so much. You're all amazing. You all did brilliantly in the quiz and I look forward to seeing you all very, very soon. Goodbye. Bye friends. See you later.